Welcome to the Mega Man Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is going to be episode 21. I'm over here at Liberation Brewery, one of my favorite breweries of all of California. Woo! Oh, you hear that guy? Oh, we're going to get to him. <laughs> so right now I have the CEO, the founder of Liberation, Dan Regan. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks oh for uh, thanks for hanging out. I such kind words. I know. I'm just trying to do whatever I can, you know, trying to make time to see. But I don't know what your schedule. So, Saturday is today is the best time to. Yeah, uh, you know, Saturdays we get started at noon, and uh, and it, uh, you know, there's a lot of time to carve out in the day because we've got people on staff, and I can I can cut away. How's your day going? How's your it's day? It's going all right. You know, it was uh, my wife is a Pilates and gyrotonic trainer, and so she she's actually like a top-level trainer. She trains the teachers, so this is one of her weekends when she had a big uh, teacher training, so uh-huh. it was like a single dad weekend, mm-hmm. so I, uh, uh, you know, was taking the kids to birthday parties and things, and, uh, and still coming in, and, you know, I just kept running away, picking one kid up, mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah, food yeah, yeah. for another kid but then you know we're sitting at the table in the office where they spend a lot of time uh looking at their screens mm-hmm. <laughs> watching uh um uh fortnite fail videos <laughs> and things uh-huh. and, uh, and eating food and you know all that so this, is, this is the family table <laughs> I, I mean i love your place i love the the i mean i'm you you know i'm a regular so i know i yeah. love all your beers I talked to uh, Eric and everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a regular here. Yeah. If it's you guys, if I'm not here, I'm at 10 Miles. Yeah. One of those two is like going back and forth. Oh, yeah. We're all family around here. You know, it, it definitely takes uh, uh, it takes a bunch of breweries to make a beer scene. And while Long Beach has uh, amazing identity and um, and culture and all that, uh, and world worldwide, I mean, people know Everything. about Long Beach. Yeah. Um, it's still, you know, you, you can't do it on your own, and so uh, we're we're good friends with all the breweries in town. And I I can't. I mean, we're gonna most get, of them. we're yeah, oh, most <laughs> of them. We're gonna get to all that, but I want to get to know about you. Like, yeah, uh, where were you? Where were you born at? Uh, I'm a Long Beach native. I was born here uh, at um, Long Beach Community Hospital up on PCH and what Redondo Pacific, or, I think. Yeah, it's some. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, and. Um, uh, grew up here uh, over by Cal State Long Beach, mm-hmm. uh, just running around in the suburbs, Long Beach suburbs, mm-hmm. um, finding trouble. Um, went to Mini Gant Elementary School and then Hughes Middle School, which is actually right behind the brewery here. <laughs> um, and that's where I met uh, Michael, one of my partners in the brewery. Mm-hmm. He's the, um, uh, we call him Spreadsheets, that's kind of his uh, nickname. <laughs> that's that's the nice nickname. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um you know, we were good good friends and uh and then we went to Long Beach Poly uh in uh close to downtown Long Beach on Atlantic. Oh wow. Graduated class of 95, 100th graduating class, go Jack Rabbits. Yeah, there's a lot of and, celebrities uh, that go to uh Poly like Stoop Dog, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy place. Uh, we were there during the Rodney King riots and the you know the whole gangster rap thing. When uh, Snoop Dogg had already left by the time I got there. What about Cameron Diaz? <laughs> she she graduated the year before I went there, so I had some friends that knew her. But um, yeah, but then Snoop Dogg filmed that video, uh, that famous one where he's on top of the VIP. What's my name? Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that store is like right behind the school, so we just grew up right around there and uh have you seen you know, it now it's not there no more no that's it's a, right it's a 7-eleven <laughs> yeah that's depressing they're they're reopening 
a, a space that I think it's across the street from it yeah. or it's nearby but they've been raising money for years now to, to like reclaim it as a historical sort yeah, of thing yeah man like everything and stuff so how do you like Long Beach like I mean there's so much to do yeah I mean, yeah it's a great town I mean it's you know in the uh Growing up and uh, uh, here, and you know when I got my first apartment and and all that, um, the the rent was really cheap, and it was all the musicians oh, lived I in so Long Beach. I yeah, so I missed those. Days, right? All the musicians lived in Long Beach because you're close enough to L.A. and Orange County and all the places where there's gigs, but you can still afford the rent, right? And so we would we would just walk down our street, and uh, you know there was a band in almost you know at least every block and you can you know it was like a little uh community i've heard it's still like that but i'm, I'm just too old to participate in all that oh point, man but. i mean like yeah it's just everything's changing you know mm-hmm. it's just like with long beach it's like the music you know you got your hip-hop you got your rap you got your metal bands you got even yeah. got ska right there's everything here and there's every type of person here you know there's uh long beach is one of the most diverse cities in the country probably in the world mm-hmm. i mean we have like the largest cambodian population outside of cambodia yeah we've got every type of person i mean i i think it was in high school when i first you know going to long beach i'm a for the record i am a uh cis white male <laughs> <laughs> and uh so when you're imagining this, uh, when I say things like, you know, going to Poly was a very uh, eye-opening experience, and uh, I remember I was um, uh, uh, sitting on the bus, and this girl next to me, I think she played clarinet, we were, like, we were in the marching band and driving back and, from a game, and uh, I, I'd never talked to her before, and she just, she just kind of blurted out at me, um, I bet you think I'm Mexican, right? And I said, uh, I don't, I don't know. Hi. How's it going? And she said, I'm from Belize. Do you know where Belize is? And mm-hmm. I said, no. And she said, it's a tiny country in South, Central America. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I just learned about a place I'd never heard of before. <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, and yeah, that, I mean, that was going to school in Long Beach is that, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of places in America, they'll have like, uh, you know, uh, one or two you've got like white people and black people black people live in this neighborhood the white people live in yeah. this neighborhood and in Long Beach it's every country yeah. small countries big countries every type of person lives here we have like Buddhist monks walking around we yeah. have everybody and uh, and yeah it's like a magical thing so because of that you get everything here you get the best food you get the best bands you get the best art you get everything and uh, can't go wrong with that and so you know I, I was in a band for a long time touring the world and I always thought, oh, maybe I'll live somewhere exotic. And, you know, as the years went on, even though I'd be in, you know, Tasmania or Singapore or uh, um, Holland or something like that, it still wasn't, didn't have that feeling, that feeling of like every type of person uh, in one in one little spot. And so, yeah, yeah I moved right back to Long Beach. And, <laughs> and Yeah, I mean, everything, I, I, I used to live in Long Beach. I mean, I was born and raised in Long Beach. I used to live in Wilmington, mm-hmm. Northern California. I yeah, know been all over, yeah. I can live in a fast or the slow pace, whatever. Right. But I feel like, to me, I feel like Long Beach and Wilmington will always be in my heart. Yeah. But I just like, I want to move out of Long Beach, but it's like, I can't. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it, you guys grew out of me because you have family, you have breweries, you have everything. Yeah. And right. I just feel like if I move out of Long Beach, I feel like I think I better stay here because the reason why in my heart, mm-hmm. I feel like the brewery scene is going to go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Crazy. I hope so. It's, you know, it's almost a big city. It's a pretty big city. Uh, it's one of the, you know, 
in the top ten for California, I think, as far as size of city. But it still feels like a small town. Kind of, yeah. And, you know, because everybody kind of knows each other or knows Yeah, yeah. Of, of Signal Hill, yeah. uh, Pixby knows. Cause, right, but the, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. like these little neighborhoods. That are yes. These, these little villages within yeah. uh, the city of Long Beach, almost like, uh, you know, a big city would be. Yeah. Right? So we're, right now we're in Cal Heights, Bixby Knowles area. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's Uptown further north of here. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, you know, the, the NIMBYs on the east side and uh, the, the university area and downtown and 4th Street. and Everything. Uh, the Arts District. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and each area has its identity and, uh, you know, the, the good spots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Now, so uh, let's talk about your band. You used to yeah. be in a band back in the day. Yeah, I joined the band in high school. Um, I was a music uh, nerd and and um, I played trombone and uh, so I started playing trombone in elementary school played it all the way up through school by the time I got to high school you know I wasn't doing so well in my regular academic classes and I was just taking a ton of music classes Mm -hmm. so by the time I was like a junior I thought of myself as a professional musician because I would go out and gig and we had uh, bands outside of school we had so many things within the school and um and it was just all I was doing and so I think it was yeah uh my junior year I joined Real Big Fish um I had seen them a couple nights before my buddy Tavis who played trumpet he was like a rude boy ska kid he said let's go see this band um and they were playing a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and I walked in and and uh, they didn't have horns but uh the band before them did and um and everyone was dancing and I had been you know I was into metal I was into uh, punk music and uh, uh, but being a trombone player I'd also grown up on jazz Mm -hmm. and so to walk into a place and see people dancing to music instead of moshing and stuff was like what's going on what is this (laughs) magical thing you know and uh, uh, and so like the next week we went to uh, or yeah we were at uh, there used to be this uh, reggae record store in Long Beach called Culture Beat and I think it was on 7th Street. I, I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 4th Street. And, uh, and it was all ska and reggae, you know, ran by these Rastafarian dudes. And, uh, um, and they had like a, there, uh, there was like a flyer wall where all the bands put their flyers. And, and on it, it said, there was a flyer that said, Real Big Fish needs horn players. Uh, and, you know, a phone number to call. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and, and so Tavis and I called and we went to the rehearsal and we got the gig. So we were 16 years old, and, and these guys were, you know, in their 20s already. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, and we started playing out. You know, we were out till 2, 3 in the morning, you know, a couple times a week. And the ska and punk scene in Long Beach, Orange County was really becoming something at the time. Uh, you know, it already had a history, but um, uh, but we had there were bands like No Doubt and Sublime oh, and wow. uh, bands like that that were really starting to get big. And so we were like the little scrub band that was like opening up for bands like that but mm-hmm. um but it, they really carried the whole scene with them mm-hmm. and uh and so you know we would play like you know uh to 500 people in a roller wing or whatever every week you know or and so it, that's just so crazy that you can play at the time you could play to that or sometimes even a thousand people and uh, every week a couple times a week sometimes and um uh, so you know we really felt like big shots <laughs> you know just in the local <laughs> thing uh, but then um, we ended up looking for a record deal and got signed in 1995 late 95 so I had graduated high school mm-hmm. and I went to Long Beach City College for about eight weeks I did a semester but then 
you know, we, we were making a record and we went out on tour. We were about to go on tour and I looked at my mom and I said, I don't think I'm going to get up for, you know, 6 a.m. math class and ride my bike. I think I'm going to stay in bed and go on tour with my band. You wow. Know? And so, yeah, we lit out on the road. Uh, the first tour, the first serious tour was... Uh, uh, we were opening, uh, the Cherry Pop and Daddies were the support band, the middle band, and then the headliner was this moon ska, traditional ska band called uh, 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 Let's Go Bowling. Mm-hmm. And from there on, I mean, our our record started to get some heat because it was on, you know, MTV and uh, really? uh, we did a video and, and it was on K-Rock and all that. And, K-Rock. And, uh, and, you know, it was pretty funny to be the opening band, but getting getting like airplay and stuff so the other bands were ribbing yeah. us and giving telling us how our lives were going to be awful after that and uh, mm-hmm. and so yeah we went out we just kept going we just stayed on the road and kept going and going and going yeah that's like I see where it's like now like with, with I don't know how it would be like today if you guys would have done that would have been more harder for you guys to get your to get your name out there and stuff yeah it's it was a, you know it was a different time it was before the um, internet uh, really and before <laughs> before cell phones we had pagers yeah um but then, you know, um, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, we did, we did have the experience of being a local band and making our own tapes and, and, you know, drawing up our own flyers and all that. So as the music business changed, we were able to adapt because we, we'd kind of done all the different jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I can't imagine what it's like for bands now that have to like prove that they have you know a million hits on their youtube channel and stuff it's like where they get all their money if like okay you're putting you're pushing music out on youtube and everything itunes and all where do you get the money back because no one's buying cds no one's buying like whatever so how did it make it's because of tours only yeah exactly yeah you're just selling t-shirts you know when we when when we got signed i mean that was still it was like the last the last couple years of the record label days where you would sort of get you would get fostered right you'd be signed and then they would work with you and Mm -hmm. they would spend months like helping you make the record they're basically like a bank you know and so they'd pay for the record they'd pay for the video they and it would come out of the record sales like i've never made any money off of selling the records Mm -hmm. uh but it it was like an advance it would pay for things yeah (coughs) then you'd go on the road and make your money on t-shirts and things like that and Mm -hmm. getting paid for the gigs yeah. So it balanced out. I mean, I never lived in a nice house or anything like that. We had an apartment our whole lives, but um, but making good music, you t- like you can still remember to this day because because now I can hear your music. It's on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah, and well, that's the thing I like. I was yeah. telling him liberation. It's like I gotta think about Dan. I want to put his his band right there. Bam! <laughs> that's pretty silly. Stuff. I love it. It's yeah. on it. So I mean, yeah. Would you guys should get paid for that too? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. I get a check every once in a while. I think uh, two or three times a year, you know, I get paid out for, like, the movies and TV stuff. And oh, so, like, we'll talk about the movie yeah. with the famous song. Yeah, yeah. That's the but, one. Uh, um, but, yeah, we, you know, we just spent time on the road. We'd come home for a couple of weeks and, and then go back out and, uh, you know, made record after record. And different band members would come through and quit and whatever. And mm-hmm. I just stuck with it for 20 years. Wow. And uh, eventually... Um, uh, it, 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 after I had my first kid, I was like, okay, if we ever have a second kid, then you know that's that's gonna be it. You know, it's too yeah. hard. Uh, so yeah, we five years after we had our first kid, we got pregnant again, and I was like, okay, baby, I'm gonna be looking for a job. Don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he was born, <laughs> and then a couple <laughs> more months went by, and I still hadn't 
<laughs> well, I wasn't really looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're saying like, yeah. It was yeah. too good. It was too good. Uh, but yeah, eventually uh, I had to get a job, and so I left the band in uh, 2013, October 2013. Oh wow! And uh, I, you know, I had the benefit of uh, being buddies with everybody in the band, and it not being like a, a you know, an angry blowout or anything like that. So no, like they're like, oh, I quit. Yeah, and be no, like, no. Nah. I was. Uh, uh, we had been on the Warp tour the summer before. And this guy Billy was playing uh, trombone with um, I think Big Big D in the Kids Table, a Boston band, legendary Boston ska band, and and uh, and he filled in for me for like the first week or something like that because I was still you know the baby had just been born, mm-hmm. and so he he already knew the tunes, and then each day he'd come up on stage and we'd do one or two tunes together, mm-hmm. uh, and so he really he knew the whole set, and. Uh, and then after the tour, I was like, yeah, keep that passport handy, man. You may need it soon. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been then, to the, the Warp Tour for a long time. Oh, I, yeah. The last time I saw is um, that's when they had Taking Back Sunday. Sure, yeah. And The, the Used. Screamy, screamy the bands. Used. That was yeah. my band, and, AF, and it was like yeah. AFI. But, man, those yeah, are the used, Yeah, The Used. Yeah, we're good buddies with those guys. Really? They, uh, I think the Real Big Fish just did a, a few shows with them recently. How about Story of the Year? You uh, heard of them? Yeah, yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Like yeah. they're good live. The bravery and stuff. Right. And, yeah. But man, yeah, all those bands were really big. It was more like that kind of like rock, indie. New. Uh-huh. That new indie was blowing up. Yeah. I'm okay. still listening to indie to this day, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, man. But it's just I'll listen to everything now. Yeah, and we were like the goofy old band. You know, a lot of those guys had grown up listening to Real Big Fish, and so even though our music wasn't the same. Uh, you know, we'd all hang out because we'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Like, Let me be honest with you. Um, when when you took over Liberation, before we get to Liberation, yeah. When I started hearing your music, it was catchy, it was funny, sure. it was ska, uh-huh. and I, I, to be honest, I felt like I I'm getting to the whole ska thing, how it is in England and how it is yeah. and everything yeah, with yeah. the whole ska and reggae. Yeah. Now I'm getting into it now. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm listening to it like all the cool ones, you mm-hmm. know, like your music. Gwen Stefani, Sublime, and man, how was that like? You know, yeah, that was guys. a different world. I mean, uh, wow. you know, we we um, yeah, we would play parties, and uh, and Sublime would like set up their gear to play, and then they just wouldn't want to play, and so we, you know, we were like, oh my god, we get to use Sublime's uh, <laughs> amps and drums and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just like Huntington Beach house parties and things like that. Really, and. and uh, um, I never talked to them that much. They were a lot older than me, you know, and yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah I was like 16, 17 years old. Have you so. ever played, um, did any, your music, did you ever go to any of the bars in Long Beach, like Alex's Bar or anything uh, like that? I would hang out there when I'd be home or from Ferns, tour. Or but, Ferns uh, on 4th Street? No, I was mostly an Alex's guy. Like, there was, there was a few years there where I was there every Sunday for barbecue, and I think Tuesday oh, yeah. was one of our days. They have that and, now, uh, but they have like where they open it, where they have like vintage stuff, like buy records. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like they that. do the record swap meet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was our spot. We knew Alex from the old punk rock days. You know, we would. He used to be uh, um, the doorman and the bouncer at uh, uh, the Hillcrest Club. I forget, like a uh, a club in Signal Hill or something like that. And he, you know, Hillcrest. we were we were too young, and and he'd kick us out. So you you really get to know someone when they're the ones kicking you out. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And uh, we were just the scrub little punk guys. We had a band called Flabbergasm, and we would um, uh, we would play uh, in just tidy whitey underwear and sparkly uh, uh, motorcycle helmets. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 
That's awesome. So, well, after the band enough, when you had to make that transition with family, mm -hmm. like everything, how was that? Like, you know? it was rough. You know, it was a big. It was a big turn. I'd only been in a band. I, like, I hadn't had a real job or anything like that. And, mm -hmm. I mean, being in a band is work, but it's, um, you know, you don't, you have, you don't have any responsibility. I mean, it's, it's like being a pirate. You know, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that was that was the big change for me. Was was like taking orders <laughs> you know from the wife oh yeah, yeah but, you know, <laughs> getting told what to do by a boss and things like that so. oh man but i yeah i was able to um bring on billy to to replace me in the band and he's great uh all the main thing is all the guys got along with him yeah you know that's huge because you live in a tour bus for months and months you get irritated you, you get hate really each other irritated yeah oh man so he's great he's he's killing it out there he's an amazing player and cool dude um and then the first job I got was at a car dealership, uh, Mini Cooper in Torrance, and uh, shout out to South Bay Mini. <laughs> um, and that was just like being dropped into the deep end, you know. But the yeah. the general manager um, was like, uh, you know, you can talk to people, you have that ability. You're just a naturally like chatty guy and you have a lot of stories and stuff and yeah. you're not afraid mm -hmm. so he's like I can't teach people that you yeah. either have it or you don't yeah. he's like but I can teach you to sell cars so um, so yeah I did alright there there were a couple months where I had you know some good sales and uh, got along with everybody there it was a good place to work good place to learn the hustle and and uh, customer service and all that and, and sort of break down my attitude problems right like being a punk ass for 20 years in a band uh -huh. um and so uh, that was when, um, you know, pretty quickly after I left, it was like, okay, time to put the business plan together. I'd been talking about opening a brewery for a long time. We're going to get to this now. Yeah, but um, that was, you know, I had been doing the research and I had been, when I was on the road, I was visiting breweries. So we'll, we'll get into the brewery stuff later. But, uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I would sit there at the desk when I wasn't with a customer and I'm drawing the logo and things like that. Uh -huh. just, uh, writing up all the the business plan stuff at my desk at the at the dealership, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then from there after about a year and a half, it was pretty you know the the brewery thing was actually starting to become a reality, and so Michael my partner who I had met in junior high, uh, he uh, he was like look man you know the hours at a uh, at a dealership are are awful right you're there you know for. 15 hours some days some days you have off during the week it's just it doesn't make sense if we're really going to do this you got to get like a different job and so he helped me get a job um he he showed me the online portal to uh hr portal mm -hmm. for the Cal, uh, california state university system and so in california we have a state university system uh there's 23 campuses um throughout the state and then the main office that sort of um, is the it's called the chancellor's office. The chancellor yeah. is the the head of all the universities. That office is in downtown Long Beach, and so it's just an administrative office like any other office. But uh, but yeah, I got a job there as an admin, and um, I'm still doing that today. It's been three years. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, and it's a stable job, right? Like it's the first time I ever had health care. You know, I have a family with two kids, and um, and so to have good health care is like. You know, now that I'm 
41, that's that's a magical thing, having health care. You know, I Benefits, can, yeah. I can sleep at night. I know they're going to be okay. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if anything happens to your kids, it's like, oh, okay, take them to the hospital. Go ahead. It's yeah. all covered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get uh, it. We need have that. Is this, we don't, yeah, I get it. I mean, we got to get into the whole craft beer business. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean. I've I don't. That. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you guys start from from MySpace or was it from Facebook? Did you, did you uh, try to get your name out there with we Liberation. Might have had a MySpace because I remember you guys had. I remember you guys were on, in the maybe in the it, in the end of MySpace to Probably. the beginning of Facebook. Maybe yeah. To try to get your name I don't even out remember. there. Remember yeah. Because you guys were making beers, but the only thing yeah, is I was you always guys, I was always like, uh, doing the social media for the band. So I was always like, hey guys, we need a Friendster page. And they'd say, oh, what is this Friendster thing? Okay, I'll make it and I'll run the Friendster page. And then and then, um, the singer and the manager would, would, you know, after a while, figure it out and get on board and they, they'd start running it. So then I, I'm like, okay, I'll, there's this thing called MySpace. I'll run the MySpace page. And like, okay, well, you go do that. We're, you know, we're running the, the Friendster page. Uh-huh. And then they'd realize that MySpace was the thing. And so then they'd take yeah. it over. And so then <laughs> that's just, so I was always like, I don't want to say I was cutting edge, but I was figuring out what the technology was each time. Yeah. And so I probably did do a liberation. Because uh, I remember, day. I remember liberation. I remember like on the early Facebook, like, mm-hmm. where's this brewery at? It was like, yeah. Because so, I remember they showed the address, but it was way out over there by, I think it was by Clark or some back in the mm. day. But you guys were trying to raise money or something. Oh, yeah. You know what that was? That was probably um, connected to my, um, yeah. So what I did was through. I forget what app. It was one of the early, like, mapping apps. Yeah. Uh, like, Swarm or something like that, where I created my house as Liberation Lab. That's... And I was looking for so the place, could, like, where's the, where can I get yeah, the beers? So I could check into beers and sort of, you know, quietly promote that we were going to be starting a brewery that way. And so I'd be checking in on Untapped, but it would go to Facebook and all those things. Yeah. And the location was I Liberation was looking for the, Lab. where's the brewery at? It's yeah. in the house. It was like, yeah, it was I was my like, apartment no way. That's what, <laughs> that's what tipped me off about that. I had I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. thinking, like, where's the brewery at? It's like, yeah. you know, because I, I just... Yeah, it's just. But, <laughs> but does it when you started your brewery? How long does it take to have your own brewery business? Uh, it took us almost almost four years. We had um, uh, Eric and I were home brewers. Uh, we started around the same time in about two thousand seven or eight, and uh, just trying each other's beers. And I'd go on tour. And come back, and one beer would be done, and and I'd go visit him, and he'd have like five beers done. Yeah, yeah. And if, you know, um, so he got a lot better than me really quickly, and and so I was always like, well, okay, well, we'll we'll do a brewery. You be the brewer, and I'll do everything else, and and uh, and then over over the and this is just you know, drinking at parties and stuff, and he went to high school at Lakewood with uh, my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so we would go, I met him just through, through my, uh, sister-in-law and, um, they'd sort of like put us together at parties. They'd be like, you two beer guys go over there and stop bothering everybody and, and go talk about beer. So we would like, it was like a mandate. Every you time and Eric? We, yeah. <laughs> so like I'd show up at a party with a good bottle and he'd have a good bottle and it'd be like that we don't let these other people drink these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> so that's how, uh, we got going with that. 
Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He's sending me pictures of my head and the camera. <laughs> um, so that's how we got to be hanging out. And, uh, you know, eventually I had like a bunch of the research. He'd been working on recipes and nailing it down. And, uh, and then I brought in Michael. I was like, this is going to be too much. Michael's a very organized, responsible guy. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so the three of us got together and Michael sort of treated it like an audition. He was like, okay, here's a checklist of 20 things that I, you know, Dan, that you need to write you know, pages and pages about each of these things mm-hmm. so that it can be turned into the business plan. And so I know you're serious, right? You're not just my friend goofing around. Like, cause I'd try and convince him to help me build a video game, uh, to make a movie. Like, you know, I'm one of those people that just has a crazy ton of ideas and I'm always working on stuff and I can't sit still. And it's, if it's not one thing, it's another, we'd had bands, you know, multiple bands before, um, and I think he was just like, hey, man, I'm 35 years old. This is back then. I'm 35 years old. I'm not going to let Dan take me down another crazy road without it being, <laughs> like, the real thing, you know? Yeah. And so then he gave Eric a checklist uh, that was like, you know, do all this research on the beer and how much the ingredients are going to cost and all this kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Sourcing out the materials. And sure enough, like six months later, we got back together and we had all the bones for the business plan. And so then uh, we convinced Eric, like, like dude, you're, you're going to have to get a job in a brewery. You know, you're going to have to quit your job at the office or wherever he worked and get a job in a brewery. And he's like, oh, darn. <laughs> you know, but so he went and, and started working at Ohana Brewing in Los Angeles as, like, just the, the scrubby bottom of the barrel guy and worked his way up to assistant brewer. And, and main, I think he was the main brewer for a while. That, I mean... They they have like a master brewer guy who's like the head of it all, but Eric was doing like, you know, making his own beers there, um, and uh, uh, so yeah, he really went for it. Which I mean, can you imagine that? Just like quitting your job and going and sweeping floors. And I like, would have been like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, what exactly. am I gonna send myself yeah. into? Yeah, and so then Mike and I, and we sort of treated it like, you know, my only business uh, uh, model was being in a band. So like. I was like, okay, we're gonna be really punk and really scrub, you know, just scrubs and and work hard. And um, you know, Eric is gonna be like the band, and he's the artist. We're gonna keep him happy and safe, and uh, he'll just be this magical child, and he can he can make perfect, you know, learn to make perfect beer. Mm-hmm. And then Michael and I will go and get our hands dirty and argue with people and get money and all that kind of stuff. And promote and all that stuff. Yeah. So then it, it took, uh, you know, at that point, it, it um, you know, we had worked on the business plan and the research and everything like that. Once we started raising money, it took about a year to raise the, the first main chunk of money that, um, uh, to make us confident enough to, to uh, shop around for properties. Then it took a year to, to find the property, find the right place, negotiate the, the lease and all that. How was that like trying to find your location for your brewery? Was that pretty? It hard? was. Uh, it was crazy because you know we're all local guys, and so we knew the area really well, or we thought <clears throat> we thought we knew it well. Um, so you know we would get like the demographic data, and we'd meet with the business associations and the neighborhood associations, and we were pretty close to putting a place um, uh, just north of downtown, sort of Fifth Street and Pacific. Gotcha. I know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, kind of by City Hall a little bit, yeah, yeah. a little bit north of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were pretty close to a place over here on Wardlow. 
Um, in fact, we signed a lease on that, but then the owners tried to scam us for more money up front. And like over there by like Warlow, kind of like by like Fantastic Burgers around that. Yeah. Kind of where Timeless Pints is. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Oh, there's that old firehouse there with the uh, on Wardlow and Cherry that we almost... That was one of the first places. Oh, that right there by the gas station. Yeah, we almost fell in love with that place, but the crane company owned it, and they didn't want to let it let go of it. Oh, really? Uh, and homeless people have been living in there for a long time, and it's stripped out all the wiring and all yeah. the pipes and everything. We're like, oh, God. Yeah, but your much. location where it's at, it's really, really good. Yeah, and so our business plan called for like something more like a, a 10 Mile or Timeless, where it's like a warehouse in, an, in more of an industrial space. Mm-hmm. But once we were cruising through the neighborhood, and you know, we had got like I said, we went to junior high back here, and uh, and we met the business association and Blair Cohen. He's the head of the business association for Bixby Knowles. Is just a go getter. You know, he's like having a a, a boxing coach uh, next to you all the time. Like, okay, you're doing this. We're gonna do this event. You guys are gonna do this, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> and he's just uh, and we really like the energy. Um, and so, yeah, we started thinking, like, whoa, maybe we could be on a main street here. Yeah. The beer scene is blowing up. Maybe this is the move, you know? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so this place used to be a 98-cent store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had seen it, like, a few months before, and the ceiling was really low. And so we are like, well, we're going to need to get tanks in here. We pushed up past the ceiling, and uh, about three, uh, two feet up, there we saw the ce- the, what we thought was the real ceiling. Uh and it was still too low. So we're like, oh, sorry, we can't take this place. And then the guy called us a couple months later. was like, oh, no, that was the second ceiling. There's a third ceiling above that. And so we came back and we looked and pushed up past the second ceiling. And we could see the, the, the underside of the roof with the rafters and everything. And that was in the middle of the space. That was 15 feet up. Wow. And so that was like, okay, well, we'll be able to fit the tanks in and the piping and everything. Oh, right here. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And so that changed everything. And, uh, and so we worked on the lease. And, uh, you know, went to battle trying to get everything we could out of this place. And uh, in the meantime, we had the plans drawn up. I, I started out by designing it all on just a free app on, on my Google uh, Chromebook. Mm-hmm. And then we took that to the, the designers and they, they translated that and did all the coding and everything. Went through the city uh, and uh, started construction. And construction started in September of 2017. Oh, wow. So September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. We opened May 3rd. So that was eight months of building. And I think they finished a couple months before that. It was like six months of building and getting signed off and getting all the permits signed off from uh, the state and the federal level. And then we took like a month or two to like brew our first couple batches of beer and figure out how everything worked. And you had soft openings. Soft openings. With yeah. all the craft beer, like Long Beach. Shout out to uh, Long Beach Craft Beers. Yeah. Craft, craft Beers of Long Beach. Craft Beer Long Beach. Uh, Those guys um, always push everything. Yeah. I always follow them. I am go hardcore. Yeah, Dennis is a go-getter. I He's love inspiring. Him. And uh, um, yeah, there was the local clubs, the homebrew clubs, uh, Long Beach Homebrewers, we brought them in mm-hmm. for a soft opening. We did, had family and friends. We had the business association. Uh, the, the mayor even came to one. I mean, it's oh, just the... Garcia's? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The town just has love. He's man. always over here. Yeah. He's, he's always at this Peruvian place over in North Long Beach. Oh, is he? Yeah, well, he's always over here. Now he's going to be at uh, Chosky's uh, Cafe. The, the guy that... 
he did the Peruvian pop-up here a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. He's finally opening a shop on... Uh, really? Yeah, Willow and Santa Fe. I think it's opening in like a couple days. Oh, I'm going to go. I didn't even yeah. know. That's all new to me. Yeah. Because I have... He was keeping it secret and he, he finally I, yeah, let no, it out. He's, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I follow you guys or him and everything, but I haven't been on because I have to delete all my Instagram followers. Like, you know, like the old beard stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on only certain important people like you, Tim Miles, like him and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. I mean, I like how it's going with uh, Pixby Knows. You have Liberation. You have Don't Forget About Ambitious. Yep, Ambitious up the road. Dutch, uh, Dutch Brew House. Yep. You have Stateside next door. Yeah. Uh, that German place right here. Uh, Rasselbach. Rasselbach, yeah. yeah. Oh, that beer is excellent. You know, it's straight from Germany. It's yeah. gorgeous in the keg. So many times, you know, you, you're at the store, you grab a bottle of German beer off the shelf, and it's... Mm-hmm. You know, it's been sitting there a while, but you go to Rasselbach and you get it fresh the way it tastes in Germany. It's just magical. When I have friends and everything, and, you know, they live here in Long Beach, but they're, never, they're not familiar with the craft beer, they always DM me. It's like, what's a good one? Go to Ten Miles. Go to Liberation. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. over here. I mean, I've, lately I've been going that side because I work over there, over there on Los Alamitos, so I've been going drinking at a Steady Brewery. Oh, trying yeah. to focus on them. And yeah, that's pretty close to Aaron and Dennis. Yeah. yeah I've been going over there. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. I like to go there when it's like dies down where it's not grand opening and uh-huh. you know I like to get there in the morning have a couple beers when it's all fresh yeah. from Dennis and all that I mean I like the brewery scene what, how Liberation's going what's the future for Liberation? We're uh, you know we, we've there's been a big learning curve for us you know we were sort of uh, in the beer bubble uh, I guess you could say and and we just thought, okay, we finally, because it had been a long road, and we finally like opened, and we're like, okay, everyone's gonna start coming because it's craft beer, and everyone loves craft beer, and let's do this. Yeah. But there's there's enough breweries, there's enough cool bars in Long Beach that you really have to um, buy for people's attention. Oh yeah. So we started doing uh, trivia nights, and oh. uh, we have this event called Beer and Politics, where we take a local. I was supposed to go, but I didn't go. But I heard it gets a little bit too political. It, oh, definitely, it gets it, it spicy. Does? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's oh, I awesome. gotta go now. Where's yeah. my popcorn? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> More popcorn. Uh, so we get like usually a city official, a council person, or something like that in here, and a citizen group, and uh, you know, um, and we moderate it. So people people aren't shouting out questions. They write the questions down, and then we read them. And so it doesn't, you know, no one's really put on the spot. And the speakers, I mean, it's, it's great because you, you hear about your elected officials, you know, making decisions on your behalf, you know, in, in the city government. Have you been to one where they talk about, like, I went to one and they were giving Garcia's a hard time. Sure. Why are you making so much money to build that freaking pool just for the Olympics? For oh, yeah, one? the pool. And like, we need this we're for, gonna what, do for a pool air conditioning, for school, <laughs> yeah. for his, for now. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. Yeah. And when, you know, with Boeing closed down, they moved to the East Coast. Yeah. Where are we gonna get our revenues at? We don't know what's going on with Toyota Grand Prix, or they moved to Texas, right. whatever. So I, I get it. You yeah. gotta find revenues for tourists to come and everything. Sure. And this is where I feel, I think now with small businesses, all the breweries, it's, and what you see development, what's going on downtown with all the old houses or this or stuff, they're just building condominiums. Like, yeah, and, and the there. city, the city made a big move to encourage breweries to come to Long Beach for that same reason. They're they're uh, very business friendly, and and they said, you know, this is a thing. And and uh, Garcia is a young hip guy. He he knew right away that breweries were a thing, and he was like, so they they made a law called the the. I forget what it's called, the beer measure or something like that. And it lays out the ground rules and the and and you know how the city's gonna deal with breweries. So a lot of time when a 
uh, when a brewery would want to start in a city, they would have to write the laws. They'd have to get with the city to write the laws because no one really knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, because of the big beer companies, the big beer companies had written the laws so that no little ones could could form so over the years everyone's had to kind of figure it out on their own and Long Beach uh, did that in like 2012 I think or 13 or 14 I forget Mm -hmm. they updated it so once a lot of us were like rolling along and we weren't open yet but some of the other ones were but we were that you know they came back and said okay how do we make this better and it's for, it's everything. It's like how many parking spaces you need, uh, you know, how late you can stay open. It's all just the ground rules, and uh, some of it's good. Some of it needs some work still, but uh, at least there's like a playbook, right? You know, <laughs> and so because um, I think like Smog City, a couple breweries tried to open in Long Beach and were just really frustrated with how things were going, so they went to Torrance and they went to other places. So now that there's like a playbook you know when you go to the city there's answers so the ambitious guys uh you know they they initially had a pretty easy time i think i think they're dealing with construction corrections on their on their spot right now but yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. i like it when they post stories of everything how what's going inside even with trademarks oh even, yeah even with hawks canyon yeah like right now across the street like all these breweries and they're all coming up i love it because it's like whoa i don't have well to me I don't like going to LA going where all the breweries are spread out. I like to stay, go to just stick with Long Beach. Okay, you got 10 miles of liberation, go to Hogs, whatever. Yeah. I want to stay on that. Just yeah, we're part of the LA Brewers Guild and uh, we love all those breweries. Uh, I drink too much though, so mm-hmm. <laughs> if I go to LA, it's, it's hard to get don't back. Drink on your own su- <laughs> don't drink on your own supplies. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, you know, have to take the train back or take uber back <laughs> I, I just <laughs> i can't i like how with liberation um you you push on your social media i think that's a big must yeah definitely i and that comes from being in the band and just it i just have the type of personality where i i put myself out there that was a conversation we had early in the in putting the brewery together it's like well do we keep it under wraps and not tell anybody and then just burst out onto the scene or do we um, sh- you know document the progress so people can see you know what it takes and sort of build the hype mm-hmm. the upside of that was that we had a lot of people following us and so when we finally opened people were like oh cool congratulations mm-hmm. the downside is that you know people had thought we were open a lot longer right oh. and they were like well why did it take so long and and you know do you know what you're doing <laughs> things like that so there's a, there's there's no right it. or wrong answer. I get it. We chose to do it because I'm just so used to being in the band and like, here's me at the Tower of London and here's me eating a sandwich backstage and here's me being a, a I get it. Jumping off a table and stuff. So that's what I bring to the social media side and, and making silly movies and uh, funny things. And, funny things yeah. I see. And I have to say this. Um, I know we're going to take a break. We're going to try the beers. Um, oh, yeah. We, yeah, my throat. That's, I know. I some beer. Who comes up with the names for the for all different types of beers? The funny, uh, cool designs and everything. Most of that's me. Um, a lot of the beers are named after the women, uh, the female characters from the TV show Twin Peaks. Really? So like uh, we have Shelly and um, um, Diane and uh, Audrey, and so a lot of our IPAs and pale ales have those names. That's the theme. That's the theme we've been running with. I don't know how much longer we're going to keep going with that, but um, Audrey's a hit, definitely. <laughs> She's the Rose, White Rose. White, ro- White Rose. So, and then the other, one of the other themes 
is the historical references and um, you know my roots in a ska band and being a punk rocker I'm very like uh, anti-fascist and punch Nazis in the face kind of guy mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> a lot of our beers have like a historical reference to um, um, uh, righteousness and, and defeating racism and things like that and so um, White Rose is a pretty name for uh, our Hefeweizen, but it's also the name of a student group that, that wrote flyers to um, warn people that the Nazis were really horrible in Germany uh, long before they ever really got powerful. Uh, these students were like, dude, this is bad. You don't want this to happen. And they were right. <laughs> Man, like, I can't believe but, like, what I'm hearing right now. Each beer you make with a, with a different, how you, you come up with it is, is a meaning. Like, right, yeah. Everything has like two meanings. What about, like, what about John Brown? John Brown was a well. It's a it's our brown ale, so it's John Brown <laughs> ale. But John Brown was a abolitionist, and uh, uh, he's sometimes credited with starting the Civil War. So he he was a devout Christian, and he and his sons said, "This this slavery thing is bullshit. You know, Jesus would never be on board with this." And they uh, they got a bunch of guns, and they went and raided a uh, uh, in Harper's Ferry. They raided a garrison where the army had uh, a bunch of weapons and they stole the weapons and their thing was they were going to liberate the slaves and uh uh, they ended up getting caught and hanged but (laughs) but like that was his thing was like he was this big beardy guy (laughs) yeah man he was like fuck it enough i love it i love it the last thing uh you know my favorite one i i've been drinking mostly is the autonomy autonomy yeah that's that's our amber you know we uh that's one of the earliest beers so when Eric was brewing at Ohana, and then eventually he got a job as the cellarman at Dude's Brewing in Torrance. He's worked every type of job in the brewery, and that was part of, uh, you know, his training. That's why we were able to open and make, uh, if I do say so myself, really good beer right away. There wasn't like this learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. He he had already worked at breweries. He wasn't a, he wasn't a home brewer that just like okay, I bought some new equipment, let's go. Like he knew what it took to make production level beers. Because there's, there's a lot more to running a brewery than just being able to make beer. There's the logistics of making sure you have the right grain on time and, and the timing of everything and, and uh, rolling rolling everything out and keeping a schedule and all that. And it's a lot to know. That's awesome, man. And, uh, so with Autonomy, that was one of his early homebrew batches. And we had been sitting around complaining about how uh, uh, amber ales were all just IPAs that were colored amber nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so he his thing was he wanted to make a, a biscuity... Um, uh, malty amber uh, that didn't taste like an IPA. It's still it's balanced with hops, but it's uh-huh. it's uh, it's the original style amber. Nice. So that's that's where that came from. Nice. And again, like autonomy is like a, um, an anarchist thing where you've got like a, a zone that is free of laws and rules, and so it's the autonomous zone and. And so uh, autonomy, Amber. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to take a little break. And uh, later, uh, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go to every brewery, and I'm going to try all their beers, yeah. all their flights. And if I have to try all 15, 16 of them, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do it. But, yeah. He's all right. Mega Man. He's got what it takes. Mega Man. All right, then, guys. We're going to be right back, man. We're going to take a break. I'm going to get the phone. All right. Later. <laughs> All right, we're back on on the Mega Man podcast, episode 21. We took a break, so I'm right here with Dan. Hey, hey. What's up, Dan? Oh, I'm doing all right. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Now, we're getting to the best part now. We're going to try yeah. all your crafters you have online. Look at that. So, we're going to start with number one. You have the most highly 
harmless cream. Yeah, mostly harmless. This is our, uh, it's actually the first beer we brewed here in the brewery. Um, we're on like batch six or seven now, but this is, uh, we call it mostly harmless because it's a good sort of starter beer for people that are just getting into craft beer or maybe uh, baby boomers and older people that, uh, you know, are a little scared of the craft beer scene and they want to drink something more familiar. And uh, it's made with corn and it's, uh, you know, we call it the craft lawnmower beer. Uh, I like to tell people that um, I can have about seven of them while I'm watching my kids mow the lawn. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, that's you can taste the cream. Yeah, it's crisp and refreshing, and uh, I like it's, that. It's perfect for a sunny day. I like that. That's, I like that's the one. I like that for like a summer day, very chill day, mm -hmm. refreshing. That's why I like some of your beers are super, super refreshing. I love it. Yeah, they're all really clean. They're all they're all pretty dry. You know, um, Eric the brewer, he. Uh, he worked in uh, uh, professional breweries and uh, larger breweries, um, so he didn't come straight from home brewing. He got some experience in, in getting that polish, you know. He's big on water chemistry and uh, dialing it in. Nice. And what's the next one we have? Simon Says. Yeah, Simon Says. So this is, we call it Simon Says, or this is our Simon Saison uh, made with rye. Uh, it's a really dry, spicy saison. Um, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Eric had been planning to make this, and then I had a bunch of peaches delivered. So we also have a peach version, which is beer number three here. So we took the same beer and just dumped 200 pounds of peaches into the tank. You can smell it. Yeah, yeah. Smell it. It's pretty wild. And so it's fun to, to drink them next to each other because uh, you can kind of taste what the peach changed. And, uh, oh my God, that's so good. And that's what I'm drinking, so cheers. Cheers. It's good. Saturday. Saturday morning. <laughs> mm. Got to get our fruit juice. I like that. It's yeah. pretty good. So on number four, we have what? Uh, this is Autonomy Amber. So this is the second beer we brewed here. Um, so our opening, our opening day, we had two beers. We did a version of this with coffee in it, so we, had, we were pouring three. But, you know, and this came from us saying that uh, so many ambers nowadays are like amber-colored IPAs. And so this is a really toasty, caramely uh, um, amber. And, uh, yeah, back to the... Uh, we feel the original style was intended to be. <laughs> it's a little, what, smells like a little chocolatey? Yeah, yeah, there is, uh, there's chocolate notes, there's um, mm. a little bit of nut, a little bit of... Um, Caramel? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that one. And this is my favorite, John, John Brown. The John yeah, Brown. Named after the uh, legendary abolitionist who kind of started the Civil War. <laughs> mm. um, this is very nutty. Uh, just uh, enough hops to, to uh, uh, balance out the, uh, the sweetness of the brown malt, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a nutty brown ale. Oh my gosh, I freaking loved it. Yeah. And this is the what? The father, this is the one that's on nitro. Father's Shout, yeah, this is the nitro Father's Shout. Um, it's a milk stout, so uh, you've, got, you've got all the chocolatey goodness and the velvetiness of the, of the milk stout, and... Um, and it's sweeter. It's sweeter than the Irish dry stout that uh, maybe you might have had like with a people who who drink like Guinness or something like that. Yes, it's a little sweeter. And this is the only one you can't put on a growler because of the yeah, because of the nitro. Nitro. Right? It, 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 go uh, flat quick. Yeah, exactly. It won't it won't be as good when you open that growler. So mm. gotta drink it here. <laughs> oh my gosh, They're like the beers, everything. I mean. We already did the first six, guys, and we still have another, how many more are you? 
You got another what? Seven more? Yeah. After this, we go into Hopland. So it's Hopland? all pale ales and IPAs. I love it. I love it. And don't worry, guys. I'm drinking all this stuff. I'm not leave. I'm not wasting none of their craft beers. It's all good. Yeah, we've got a we've got a bunk bed for him back here. So a bunk bed. Be. And for food, if we get hungry, we got Patricia's next That's door. That's right. That's right. I cannot wait. So, and the next one we have is uh, the Cyclo Racer Double IPAs. Yeah, we've got the double IPA, Cyclone Racer. So three of our our, our flagship uh, hoppy beers are named after old roller coasters that used to be downtown Long Beach at the, at the old Pike. Yeah. So the um, Pale Ale, Figure Eight Pale Ale, uh-huh. that was a roller coaster from uh, like 1915 or something like that. It's it's pretty old. And um, and then that was torn down and the Jackrabbit Racer was put in. So our, our uh, flagship IPA is called Jackrabbit. And then uh, that was put in in the 20s, and then in the late 30s, that was torn down and made way for the Cyclone Racer, which is a double car um, uh, roller coaster. Um, it, at one time, it was the largest roller coaster on the West Coast. I mean, it was a legendary thing. And so that's our double IPA. That's strong. I love yeah, that. That's, it's, strong. that's perfect. And the one you got the next one is the Roy G. Uh, Biv. Roy G. Biv is our newest one. That's a. Uh, um, Eric was playing around with this hop called Strata. Um, he was trying to think of a, you know, uh, uh, he's always been a fan of The Simpsons, and one of the gags in The Simpsons was that uh, pot smelled like Otto's jacket, the bus driver. <laughs> and so he was always trying to think of like a beer that would be like the pot-smelling beer. So he found this this hop called Strata, and it uh, it's actually. To describe it as just a pot smell is, is sort of crass, but it um, it has a lot of uh, good flavor and nuance. And so that's uh, our, our bar manager, Genevieve, named that beer. Uh, Roy G. Biv, or the colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Uh-huh. And uh, we had like an art show opening last night with a bunch of really colorful artwork. And so we kind of tried to tie it all together. I love it. I love and, it. Uh, it's made with wheat, so it's a little bit hazy. Um, it's not your typical hazy, which has like all the lactose or yeast and suspension and gross stuff like that it's it's just a little bit hazy from the from the wheat but we call it a hazy and then um uh what are the other ipas the jackrabbit ipa jackrabbit yeah that's our house ipa um it's uh it's my favorite beer here you know it's it's one thing to say that because it's our flagship and i try and promote it the most but every time i go to the bar to get a beer, it's what I, it's what I tend to, to grab. Yeah, um, it's easy drinking. Easy. It's, it's got all. It's clear like a like a West Coast IPA, and it's got some bitterness, but it's also got all the fruit um, uh, notes from the hops that uh, that a lot of the um, the East Coast style IPAs have nowadays. So you're gonna get some um, um, some strawberry and and pine out of it. I remember when I had, he tried it, I think it tastes a little bit like black licorice in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he changed it, he mixed it up, you know, right. and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's been dialing it in. We, he, he brews this about every two weeks and yeah. uh, just keeps rolling it out. And the next one you got is the Audrey one. Audrey, the Femme Fatale, yes. Ooh, she, I like the uh, picture too. Audrey uh, is made with Citra and Mosaic hops. Mosaic's one of Eric's favorite, favorite hops. He uses it in a lot of the beers. Uh, different different levels, but this one we wanted it to be uh, a real mosaic bomb, and you're gonna get uh, that tropical fruit, fruit flavor out of that. But then he used hit citra as well, uh-huh. uh, which has kind of a uh, an orange peel, lemon peel kind of uh, cit- citrusy taste to it, which will kind of balance out the uh, the almost sweet perceptions of the um, 
of the uh, of the mosaic. Nice. So that's that's a pretty good one, especially for people that are like, I want to try an IPA, but I don't like it to be too bitter. We tend to push people or you know point people towards that one. And the next one, you guys, Diane. Diane is a pale ale. So what Eric likes to do when he's trying out new hops um, is he'll do a pale ale first, and uh, and 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 the grain bill is usually really really um, uh, neutral, so that you can uh, uh, get the get all the um, the flavor of the hops and and um, so our our flagship pale ale is uh, uh, figure eight and it's made with citra hops which is a really distinct uh, west coast kind of style uh, pale ale so this one has um, the uh, the Diane is made with Halatel Blanc hops and um, the the difference is it's it's a little more nuanced you know you're gonna get some white grape and it's um, it's our attempt to try and we keep we keep trying different things, but to get more into like the Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio type world of uh, of pale ales. Yeah. Um, you know, to give people an option when they uh, when they just want a, a, a light, you know, um, flavorful beer. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's Diane. And the next one you got is a, it's, I think that's a new one, Figured Eight. Uh, figure Eight is is our flagship pale ale made with Citra hops. Nice. And uh, that's yeah. a new one, huh? No, no, that's been we've been brewing oh, that for okay, a long yeah. time. Yeah. Is this at the design? I go yeah, by different design. picture, different picture. Yeah, uh, yeah, I switched it out when we did <laughs> we did the signs. Yeah. I was like, why that's a new one. Uh, then what else do we have? We have Red Rose, which is our uh, Dunkelweizen. So that's a seasonal thing. You know, in the spring we had our Hefeweizen White Rose, and now that it's autumn, we've got uh, this amber-colored uh, Red Rose, and that's got all the same sort of banana, um, clove, yummy. Um, um, stuff that happens with a with a hefeweizen with the yeast there uh, nice. but then you know the the amber uh, aspects of it bring in a little bit of toffee so it's like a banoffee pie uh -huh. we like to say that's awesome <laughs> yeah. do you have any uh, top secret beers in the bag <laughs> uh, I can go dig around see what he's got maybe I can uh, you know pull um, something off the tank see what's up he's not around to tell me no so <laughs> uh, see what you got then uh, all right I'll, I'll let you drink up and I'll drink uh, up <laughs> cheers, cheers. So right now I'm still um, still on. I'm trying all his beers right now. Well, he's gonna go check out to see what he has in the back with his top secret beers and everything. Uh, Saturday, man, just chilling. I'm having some beer flights, good ones, not bad. Right now, came they were they just got done having a beer and yoga. It's pretty it's pretty badass, you know. Just chilling right here. Come at noon. Probably here in the background, here's some little reggae music on. Kids are just chilling and everything. Not bad, not bad. For all you guys, you know, if you guys are looking for some good uh, craft beer breweries or anything and stuff like that, come to Pixby Nose, come to, come to Liberation Brewery. Check it out, guys. I mean, um, there's a lot of brewery uh, just popping up all over Long Beach. I mean, right now we're in Pixby's. So you have Ambitious, you have Liberation, you got Dutch Brew House, kind of in the border between Pixby Nose and Signal Hill. You have Ten Miles Brewery. Um, you have Steady a Steady Brewery all the way on the other side of Long Beach. Um, you have Belmont Brewery. You have uh, Rock Bottoms. You have Coming Soon Trademark Brewery. You have uh, Hogs Canyon Brewery. You have Long Beach Beer Lab with Levi, the Willy Wonkas of craft beers. I mean, they're just popping up left or right. And also, you got Steelcraft, you got Smog City. It just, 
they're just popping up left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And uh, I like I like where the craft beer scenes uh, coming in Long Beach are just popping up, you know. And I like it that I go to, there's from time to time I go to a lot of dive bars, and I kind of notice that with the dive bars now they're beginning to you know get into the craft beer scenes where with the dive bars now they're carrying um, you know like local breweries uh, beers you know like 10 miles um, liberation steady brewery and stuff like that which I kind of like you know you got to mix it up you got to keep it local I mean I know with dive bars and a lot of go to places bars anything they like to carry like outside beers from LA breweries and all that but you want to keep it you want to keep it small you got to help out the small businesses help out the small breweries in Long Beach you know get, get their name out there get their recognition and that's the thing that's what I like about you know like living in Long Beach there's nothing but um, like good good restaurants stuff to do you know good beers there's just everything to do I mean Long Beach is is diverse with everything you have whites you know, black Asian food, black food, you know, like you just have everything. Good food. Just very, very good food. It's diverse. It's, it's kid friendly. Uh, it's uh, dog friendly, cat friendly. You know, I, like I always bring my kids. We just have a good time. You know, it's all love. That's the thing I like about Long Beach. It's all love. And uh, right now, I'm still fin trying to finish up all my flights. <laughs> Beware what you wish for. And right now I'm drinking them and I'm just waiting on Dan. He's gonna bring in his top secret beers he has in the back, which Eric was making. So we're still waiting on that guy. So <laughs> see, I'm looking forward uh, what's the upcoming beers uh, you know they have going on and stuff like that. So cheers, guys. Um, right now I'm drinking a, a Simon Says Rye Saison. Not bad. Not bad at all. And if you hear in the background right now, they just got done having beer and yoga. So it's not bad. Oh my god. Good, good, good. Very good beer, guys. Very good beers. I love it. Oh my gosh. So when you come over here, they had an art show yesterday. It's, it's cool. I like it. It's very chill, very everything and stuff. So let's walk around right now and check it out. So right now, um, they just got done with the art show with the, uh, the beers and, you know, and they had an art show and everything. A lot of good craft beers. So they got done having a, a beer and yoga. And so right now, it's very big. You can hang out, chill whatsoever. You can walk around, good music. They have, sometimes they have video games they play. You know, they, you know, just walk around. You can, it's very long in the side and stuff. You can see um, the, brewery, the brewery people make their beers as you're just having a good time, just drinking a beer, mellowing out. It's very chill, guys. It's very chill. When you come in, it's a little hipsterish. They have a lot of good paintings and stuff whatsoever. Good, good people, cool vibes. You know, it's a little local. You know, lo the La Pixby Nose has. It's very close, very local community and stuff. And um, it's, it's nice. I like it and stuff and everything. 
workers are cool and everything. So right here I got, uh, what is your name? Justin. Justin right here. He works at uh, Liberation Brewery. So tell me a bit more about Liberation, how you like it. We just got done. You guys have got done having yoga and everything. Mm -hmm. How was it? It's like, awesome. Yeah. You guys have it every Saturday? Every second Saturday of the month. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like how you guys have like up, up upcoming events. We always got the best events. You have arts, you have beers and politics. Yep, beer and politics. And what else no guys? one else does. Trivia nights yeah. on Wednesdays? Trivia nights. We got retro night on Thursday where we do old school vinyl and old school video games like uh, arcade games, Pac-Man, that kind of stuff. Do you guys have, I see those you guys have video games that like, people play them and yep. stuff? Yep, Oh man, see? I like yeah. how you guys have everything. It gets intense here sometimes. Oh my! Crazy. Really? <laughs> on the right? On the on the regular on old the games, school? On, on the, the games. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do we play like the regular Nintendos or just like? Yeah, it's Super Nintendo, Nintendo, some like arcade games. Like we got a we got a pretty sweet setup. Nice, nice. I like it because the crowd is more local. We have all local people from Pixby Nose and mm -hmm. Signal Hill. I mean, you, I'm a regular, so you, I'm always going to be over here. If I'm not here, I'm at Ten Miles Brewery or Steady Brewery. Long Beach Beer Lab with Levi. I was just over there. I had their Habanero Serrano's Ghost Pepper beer. So good. Nice. So good. What kind of base beer is that? Um, it's like it's like a chili base. Is it like light though? It's like a lager? It's smooth. Like a it's smooth. IPA? Like it kind of tastes like a little bit like a peanut butter kind of beer. Uh, okay. But it's, you can smell, you can taste the chili. Oh, it's dark. Okay. Yeah. It, no, it's a little light. Oh, really? So you taste the, chi the chili, then you taste the beer, then you taste all the smoky chili in the nice. end. Right, it's highly recommended. So I don't want to leave you, you know, we got customers waiting for beers right now. You know, customers, ladies come first. All right, man. Thanks. All right, man. So of everything, it's get, right now it's getting a little busy right now. Um, all the women lined up right now getting their beers. Recommend. So we're still waiting on uh, Dan with the top secret beers he has in the back. <sighs> still waiting on it right now as we, as I speak to you guys right now. So nice. gosh so awesome here we go here we go i think we got the top secret beer right now top secret top secret it's pushing it right now pushing it right now trying to see what's up so right now i'm at i'm still finishing up i got the first first three flights done i still got a long way to go simon said Simon says Saison. I got the peach one. You can smell the peach flavor. It's really, really, really good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Pretty good. Oh, I got the first three done. Now we gotta do the other three. So right now, <laughs> I gotta finish them up, but guys, gotta finish them up. <laughs> Ooh, pretty good, pretty good so far. So, there's a lot of good uh, breweries, you know, but I try to stay more local over here in Long Beach, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, you got Monkish, Brewery West, you know, and everything, but to me, 
I want to keep it very local, support local businesses, support local breweries. That's the thing, you know, I mean, that's the thing I like about Long Beach, you know, everyone, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses and I always want to help them out, you know, bring more revenue, whatever they can, we can uh, to Long Beach and stuff, you know, try to keep it more local. So I come here from time to time, but I'm more like a regular here. So I do whatever I can. It's awesome. It's so awesome, you know. So it's pretty good so yeah so right, right now my kids are just chilling right now just uh <laughs> looking at <laughs> they're like what's up with all the rugs here you know because <laughs> that, that yoga maybe i should come here on saturdays and do yoga with the ladies and too kind of uh be a little flexible you know see what's up I think in a way, you know, you do yoga and you have a beer, you're just more very chill, more relaxed. Mm. So right now I'm having the, the, the autonomy of Amber Ale, one of my favorites. Uh, it's really, it's very caramel, very chocolatey, just it's, uh, it's really, really good guys. Um, you're going to love it. I would get this in a growler, but when you, oh, and one thing, guys, when you go to breweries, and let's say you want to get a growler that's going to last you for a couple days, each beer, if you go to a brewery, you gotta, you, you need to ask them, how, how long is it good for? Is it good for two days? Is it good for four days? Is it good for six days? We're going to see what's up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Top seeker right here. So, yeah. So right now, what do we have? <laughs> what do we have right here? So this is right off the bright tank. Uh, there's no carbonation in this yet. Uh, it's been, been dry hopped. This we're calling Maddie. So this is gonna come out in a week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, and Miss Maddie is another one of his uh, Pale ales, where he's trying out, um, you know, uh, a new type of hop. Uh huh. And uh, let me find the notes on this. Oh, he hasn't written them. Let's see. Still in the works, guys. Still in the <laughs> yeah. works. Still in the works. <laughs> oh, Eric's gonna be so mad when he hears I poured this. <laughs> Eric, I know, but hey, it's all love, man. When don't get mad at me, Eric. <laughs> don't block me either. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. I'll go buy you some food when they have the next food truck. That's from August. pretty good it's, yeah pretty fresh right? yeah it's fresh I can just taste it's, it, it's gonna be very fresh yeah that's the only thing I like you know when you guys have fresh beers it's like okay I'm gonna get that in a growler I'm gonna get that yeah. but it's pretty good you know Let's see
as Dan is still trying to find it, the the, the info and everything for his top secret beer, I'm still gonna drink uh, the Autonomy Amber Ale still, cause I have to finish all the beer flights. <laughs> I got a long way to go, guys. Not bad. Pretty good. I'm almost done with my uh, Autonomy Amber Ale. Then after that, we're gonna go, um, I'm gonna try to see if I can try to finish up John Brown's and Father Stout's. I still got a long, long, long way to go, guys. Long way to go. Not bad. <laughs> He's still trying to find it guys. It's super super top top very top secret super top secret. So yeah So yeah, so as he's uh looking for a little info on his little top secret That's how top secret is, you know, it's probably in a in a boat or something, but we're gonna socialize with uh, some of the customers that are the regulars here, and you know, and everything. So, you know, and everything. So, let's check it out, guys. Let's check it out. Let's see what's up. Right now, with my kids. Right now, they're doing uh, like puzzles and everything. Like I said, it's it's very kid friendly. Walking around, everything, and all that stuff. And there, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Walking around, looking at their their scenes. They have like T-shirts. You can fill your growlers up. They also they can fill up uh, their cans. They have if you want a beer, ticket to go. They have those uh, stickers. They have pins. You know, a lot of good stuff. A lot of it's very very. Uh, it's very chill vibe over here. That's the thing I like. I like going, and good beer, good customer service, super fan friendly. And you know, like with me, Mega Man, I always come here. I'm a super regular, so it's always gonna be like that. So yeah, it's everything. You can just want to hang out, have a good time. Like I said, like open on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. It's always awesome, you know, and everything. So. It's, it's all love. It's all love. It's all good. Like socializes, have a good time and meet and meet new, you know, cool people and make new friends and everything. And, you know, like you have some other some of the breweries from other breweries come over here and just have hang out, have a good time. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So, yeah, not bad. Oh, my God. That John Brown ale is so good. It's like to me, it's like a very, very sweet Newcastle, but it just hit the spot. So the John Brown that I'm drinking is a very is a six percent. So right now I'm drinking a half, but it's not bad. It's just not bad, not bad at all. Then when I get to that one, I still have a long way to go. Like the the Father uh, Stout, you know, Father Shout Milk Shout beer, not bad, and everything. So yeah. So let's see what's up. 
So right now they have games over here. They have art. You can hang around, socialize, walk around. I mean, they have, they have a lot of games for the family and all that stuff. You know, like if you want to, you know, have a good time. But like I said, chips, beef turkey, cool people, cool vibes, and good beer. That's all you need, guys. That's all you need. So like I said, Liberation Brewery. Check them out. It's over here on Atlantic in Pixby Nose. You'll love it. And when you come in, just tell Mega Man sent me here. So I just want you, you know, want you to check out some new breweries and everything. So that's just how it is, you know. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Have that and everything. Oh man, it's gonna be a long way to go and socialize with everything. So let's see what's up. Let's go chat with the the customers here and everything and everything. So we'll see what's up. Let's take a break. Alright, we're back on right now. I'm walking around with all the customers who are here at Liberation Brewery. Uh, you guys ladies just got done with uh, yoga and beer. Uh-huh. So how, how long have you guys been doing it for? Um, this is our first today. This is our just first time doing it. We're yoga beer virgins. Really? Yeah. I'm in one of beer virgins. Well, Definitely well, not. not. <laughs> yeah, but combined together first time. Nice. You guys like it so far? Yeah. It was it. really fun. They say you're not supposed to drink when you exercise. <laughs> but it's a real exercise. But I don't know. Did you sweat? I got a, a tiny bit sweaty. You did? Well, that's because you're just normally sweaty, right? Thank you so much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it made me more limber when I had the beer. Right? The beer is really yummy. The beer is really good. I yeah. have the peach. You have the Saison? The Saison? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. You want to try a good one? The Autonomy? The Amber Ale? I'll is let you really find good. one of those later. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the John Browns, everything and stuff like that. So I saw I saw you ladies doing the yoga. I was like, oh, it's not bad. Maybe I should do it one day too. You I mean, should. Well, he's well, done it over there. He did. He joined right in the back. He snuck yeah. in in the back. He was a little trying to like, let me see what's up. He was trying to sneak in back there, yeah. Yeah. Probably your boulder crunchy hippies, so you know who's going to be a little Oh, yeah. He belongs with my people in Boulder. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you live in Colorado? I uh, lived there for eight years, yes. I have cousins that live in Denver. I lived in Boulder, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. That's my friend's beef turkey right there. Oh my god, I can't it's stop so shoving it. Will you guys have the teriyaki one? She said, no, I have the regular, the regular one. Oh, the teriyaki's so bomb? Yeah, I think we should get so it. So nice, nice. <laughs> right, well, I hope you guys enjoy the brewery. He's doing a podcast. What would you like to say, Emily? What's up? <laughs> That's what some uh, beer yoga will do yeah. for you. We've heard of a month workout coming. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, in Long Beach. Long Beach? Fit for Mom. Uh huh. We have like hundreds of members. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for anything from prenatal to. Have you ever seen in the park like the moms with the strollers running and doing yes. exercise? That's us. That's us. That's us. You guys have like anything to plug out? Anything like you have on Instagram or anything like that? Yeah. Fit for Long Mom. Beach. Long Beach. Fitformom.com. 
and it's fit the number four yeah. mom.com. Yeah. And nice. there's franchises that are all over the country, but Long Beach is especially strong. Yeah. It's the best. It's really like the to best. Drink beer and party. And that's how we all became friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Party you, you go, goes to Second Street and all that stuff? They, they were in the Belmont Shore Parade. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. Vermont we was, yeah. We nice. walked in the Belmont Shore Parade, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys, I don't want to bother you ladies, because oh, no. you're eating, you're, you're having your beet yeah. turkey chips, your beer, <laughs> girl talk. I don't want, I'm going to go. your faces. <laughs> so you guys, ladies, enjoy your time, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. What's your podcast? Uh, the Mega Man Podcast. It's on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, uh, everything. You, it's, you're on iTunes right now, so it's the Mega Man podcast. Um, I'm, I'm wearing like a Duff Man outfit. Let me see. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's me, the Duff Man. So episode I'm, 23. You're do, you're just pretty new. Yeah, I I have guests lined up. I'm trying to get uh, Felipe Esparza, Joe Rogan. Uh, Joey Coco Diaz, you know, like I talk about beers, everything, sex, like nothing. This you talk about it all. I talk about it all. I talk about my life. Talk about Long Beach. I support local businesses. Awesome. Anything, anything, any feedback. Oh my anything. god, wouldn't that be amazing if you came to a Fit for Mom workout? I would do it. Yeah, you should come. I would do it. Oh my god, that could be part of your. I can show you the Instagram. What's your? <laughs> huh? You have men and women that listen to your podcast. Oh yeah, right for demographic. Oh lives? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I have yeah. It's everything. I'm gonna subscribe to you right now. Check it out. It gets a it's a little rough in the beginning, but I got the flow of it and everything. That's what I hear. Yeah, you gonna like it. You know, it's very real. It's very honest. It's very blunt. It's nothing sugarcoat. Nothing's fake. So you just do reviews there. Review. I talk about just random stuff, whatever. Like if it's comedy, if it's like uh, beers, if it's like life, it's anything. anything. Sex, nothing. Great. And support local businesses and all that stuff. Great. So, I'll leave you ladies alone. Enjoy your beef turkeys. Bomb. Thank you. Alright. Delicious. Alright. Thank have you have a good so day. Much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's happy Saturday, man. Happy you. Saturday. When they say like TGIF for like guys and Saturdays for the boys, I think they should have Saturdays for the ladies. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. 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 Alright, ladies. Ladies have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Alright guys, we're back. So what do we got right here? Alright, so we're in uh, we're in Hopland right now. So in order, we've got figure eight pale ale that's made with citra hops. And so that's your kind of West Coast style uh, single pale ale. Uh, and then after that is Diane made with Hollertal Blanc hops. And that's more of like a white wine kind of uh, white grape flavor. So it really, you know, it's really uh, different than the uh, figure eight. We like to, um, you know, keep at least two pale ales on that feature uh, very different hops. So you can kind of get the, get the vibe. Uh, the third beer is our house, uh, our uh, flagship Jackrabbit IPA, um, and then uh, after that is Audrey, which has that magical mosaic hop, giving it a little bit of a tropical uh, fruit kind of taste. Mm. Uh, beer number five is Roy G. Biv, our newest, uh, made with Strata hops. It's uh, pretty dank and uh, uh, definitely uh, hazy-ish West Coast kind of beer. And the last one is the double IPA Cyclone Racer, The Beast. The Beast, guys. The Beast, the Cyclone Racer, by far. Woo! Ha! 
like that. Oh my gosh. Well, it's actually really drinkable for a double for an eight percent alcohol beer. Like yes, you can you can put it down like it's a regular IPA and uh, and then you're getting trouble. <laughs> yeah, trouble. Uh, let me tell you guys, if you're gonna drink like how I am, uh, Uber or Lyft, it's always a must. Public service announcement. Yes. <laughs> or have a sleeping bag and just tell Dan, like, hey, I'm going to spend a night tonight. That's right. Or, you know, if you're like me, you have your private helicopter pick you up. <laughs> Craft beer is out of hand, son. Craft beer is out of hand. Nice. Nice. Well, I just want to say, Dan, I just yes. want to say um, I enjoyed everything that you're doing for Liberation. Oh, cheers. And you know me. I'm going to be with you all the way to the yeah, end. Yeah, Mega Man in the house. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I mean, you're out there spreading the good word, you know. Do whatever I can. Talking to your customers, talking to you. You you just got done with beers and yoga. Talk to the ladies, girl talks. Oh snap! (laughs) Yeah, it's been remarkable. Like, you know, as someone that's been drinking craft beer since I was uh, shouldn't have been drinking craft beer. uh, (laughs) um, It's been it's been cool to watch uh, the demographics in craft beer change, especially here in, in Southern California and Long Beach, particularly where we've got. It's such a diverse population and uh, you know it used to be you'd go to these beer fests and it'd be all chubby beardy white dudes like me and now there's everybody and there's just as many women as men and women are are brewing in the uh, in the big breweries uh, you know and it take take it back historically women used to make all the beer you know all the way up through the 1700s I didn't know that and yeah and it was just like you know it, it was a way to balance out the war of the sexes the guys had to be nice in the bars otherwise the women wouldn't make beer for them <laughs> wow you heard that guys be respectful to women if not you ain't gonna get no motherfucking beer that's right so yeah the times have changed and it's so wonderful and uh so yeah like we have a uh, brewery yoga going on here saturday mornings and uh, uh it's pretty fun you know like i've done it a couple times and when you're holding a glass of beer, uh, you really pay attention more to balance because you don't want to spill that beer. <laughs> we don't want to waste that beer. Come on, guys. You know, do we waste the beer? You just you, you just broke up with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, thank you. I, right, again, one more time. I'm going to be here for a while. I have to finish all their beers because I am not going to waste all these. I'm going to do whatever I can to drink them. I don't give a care. But You can take my helicopter home. Helicopter home. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for everything. And I'm gonna, like I said, one more last time. I want to support Liberation Brewery to the end. Love you. Yeah, we're uh, Liberation Brewing in Long Beach on Atlantic, 3630 Atlantic, in the Bixby Knowles neighborhood. Uh, you can find us. We've got a website liberationbrewing.com, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. You know, J Date, whatever, all the websites. And uh, one last thing, I'm gonna put this out. I'm gonna put this out on Sunday, or if not Monday. Do you want to plug anything? Anything upcoming for uh, December or January? Um, you know, we're just going to keep rolling out the beers and, uh, um, I want to, I want to throw out a shout out to my partner, Michael. He and his wife just had a new baby boy. And so, uh, much love to the Liberation family. Nice. All right. All right. So Dan's doing his thing right now. You know, I'm going to leave him because right now it's getting a little busy because, you know, and everything. So, uh, I hope you guys, uh, enjoy, uh, this episode 21. You can find me on, um, iTunes podcast. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Overbox, uh, Podbean, uh, Radio Public, and Anchor. You guys have a good day. This is we're on a Saturday right now. Saturday for the boys, but also Saturdays are for the ladies. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Mega Man is out. Late.